Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? It's playoff time, baby. Yes, sir. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Popping, Rick. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, we are entering playoff weeks, which sadly means the fantasy football season is about to be over. Yep. Yeah, dude, it's that's that's tough. This was a tough year, though, all around. I mean, it was, yeah, was ups and, lots of ups and downs. Uh, I was listening to a Patriots. Um, uh, well, actually, Boston Sports Talk Show, um, and they had a guy on, and um, he was saying that this is the this is probably one of the worst, like quality of football wise seasons he has seen in like fifteen years, <laughs> which is wild. I wouldn't disagree. I think... Everyone kind of sucks except for the Bills and the Chiefs and the and maybe the Eagles. <laughs> I was gonna say there's two ways of looking at that. It's either everyone sucks or, or everyone's just the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess compared to the quality of what it was before, um, either way, fantasy football seems, I, I can't, I can't wait to get into the off season and, and talk about some of the numbers to see if the numbers are down from last year and the year before. Um, I do feel like quarterback play has been worse unless you run. Yeah. Um, I feel like running back play has definitely been worse. And wide receivers have been up. They're just going to keep skyrocketing to me. But uh, I can't wait to see that. I can't wait. You know, off season's a fun time. Decompressing in January is fun. And then when I get to February, I'm done. <laughs> then I want fantasy yep. football back. I want to rage. Uh, but anyway, so week 15 is here. The first round of the playoffs is here. Um, we are going to break down week 14, talk about some things that happened during the week. Um, some of the numbers and players uh, who had success, didn't have success, stuff like that. Break that down really quickly on this episode. And then we will talk about some waiver wire ads for week 15. And uh, and we'll give you one quarterback that you should be streaming for this week um, as you prepare for your week 15 matchup, your first round playoff matchup. In the home league, Rick did not make the playoffs. He, he <clears throat> right to the end, no. right to the end there, but uh, too many wins to overcome. Yeah, you said I had a chance, and then I, I won my last two games and was the high-scoring player in the league both weeks. Actually, this week I think I was second. So I was either first or second in scoring mm-hmm. last two weeks, won both games, but I still missed the playoffs. Yep, that's how it works. Sometimes. So I really did, did I really have a chance when you said I had a chance? Uh, you might have. If I don't know what the 7-7 seven, the seven and seven teams don't look like, or the 8-6 and six teams that are now 8-6 and because they won don't look like they did too well, so you might have caught them. See, no, you wouldn't. Have I needed a win. You needed a lot. No, I just needed to win my, because uh, I had played one of the guys that made it, and we mm-hmm. were tied at the time, and I lost. So if we flipped that game, then I think I would have made the playoffs. But yeah, so hey, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. But I uh, was two and four, ran off seven straight, got to nine and four, and I had to win one game, just this one game, to get a bye week and not have to worry about week fifteen. And well. I screwed the pooch. Unless, unless Devontae Parker fumbles it, 
uh-huh. on a negative two yard catch. Okay. And Patriots D gets negative of twelve points. <laughs> I don't even know. What that's yeah, the Cardinals have to score like sixty points, I think, for that to happen. Like that. Yikes. Anyway, uh, I'm actually kind of glad I'm toast so that I can just focus on rooting for the Pats tonight instead of <laughs> instead of being like yeah. rooting against them. So you need the I Cardinals to score. Because oh, I would have done that. <laughs> Patriots are toast. I have a chance to win a championship. So <laughs> I know who I'm rooting for myself. Wow. Anyway. So I might have missed out on the home league. But uh, the Dynasty Leagues, bro. Yeah, you, you crapped on Making it rain. I got four bye weeks. Fantasy yeah. champs, this league that did we're in needs the, every inch. Did you make the? Uh, so I got three bye weeks, and then um, this other dynasty league. I'm in. Did you Lacoste. make the playoffs? In uh, no, you didn't. You, you didn't make the playoffs. League of Ordinary. Uh, no, you were five and eight. Uh, in ten. Yeah, yeah. Man. You were second. Oh, to ten last. man. No, I choked. Yeah, you choked up. Uh, all right, yeah. So I made. I the made playoffs. it close at the end. I made the playoffs in uh, three leagues. Three out of six. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Uh, and two I was tanking in. Do we count the tough league? Yeah. I think I made the playoffs in five of eight leagues then. There you go. That's good. So, And four of those five, I have a bye. Hmm. What's, I, I? you know, the tough league, it need to, we need to win that. Uh, yeah, I think, ew. I think we won, but it's... Unless Ramondre gets 37 fantasy points. But we would have the tiebreaker over some of the other teams. So I think we're in. Yeah, no, Even we're, we're we in. Eight teams make the playoffs in that league. We're in. Yeah, yeah. So, Even if we lose. Anyway, uh, we're going to help you with the Week 15 waiver wire and help you start getting prepared for your Week 15 matchups. We got starts and sits a little later this week. We got a Thursday night preview for the first time ever uh, Thursday night football is going all the way to week 17. So um, we we are going to have a Thursday night football show all the way through all of the regular season content. Wow. Which is wild. That's never happened before. They usually shut that down in week 15. So uh, we'll do that. But before we do, check out our website, fantasyhumans.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, please leave a review, share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you have for us uh, pertaining to waiver wire matchups. Now, I do want to preface this week. Handcuffs, first priority. Get your handcuffs. Like anybody that's on your roster that is a running back that has injury history, you should probably run out and grab the guy that's his backup for the playoffs. Uh, Secondly, um, I usually take this time and not care about who's on my roster and the bench. Don't start dropping really great players that can be backups in case guys get hurt. But if you have a guy at the bottom of the bench like Nico Collins and you're trying to choose between a defense and Nico Collins, I choose the defense because you need the defense for the playoff matchups. Um, yeah, should I keep Corey Davis on my team or should I pick up a defense that could like win if you If you need a player on the waiver wire to start, uh, then screw it with some of the players on your bench. You can, you can drop them. Like it's not a big deal. Um, but at this point, if you're in the playoffs, your benches should probably strictly be like handcuffs and then defense. Yeah. And then you might have one guy that like, like if you have six bench spots, you could have one guy that you could sub into your flex mm. if needed, maybe two, but that's it's going to be majority for that. Now that pertains specifically just relating to redraft leagues. If you're in a dynasty league, don't start dropping people. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. We're purely redraft, yeah. Um, But anyway, let's jump into uh, 
the recap portion of the show and quickly talk about some guys. Um, Trevor Lawrence has been, uh, I'm actually curious to see, he had 33 points this week ending as the QB1. On the season now, Trevor Lawrence is QB8. So that pre- huh. that projection by Rick, potential breakout for uh, Trevor Lawrence, really good. Justin Fields through 14 weeks, uh, QB5. So we, we got two quarterbacks here. Yeah. You know, we should have just stuck with um, Lawrence and Fields and said screw Lance, but. Hey, we can't, we can't predict injuries around here. Maybe, That's true. Maybe we could. Um, but anyway, so Trevor Lawrence finishes with 33 points as the QB1. Um, I'm really, like, rushing-wise, he doesn't provide a lot, but I'm, he kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, a Herbert-type quarterback. Uh-huh. Where fantasy-wise, um, from that perspective, he's probably going to put up um, Herbert-like numbers in the future, which would be what, QB5 or 6, somewhere in that vicinity, um, if, he, yeah. if he continues to have success the rest of his career. So. Uh, but he finishes QB one this week, and if you had him starting, you uh, got yourself in the fantasy playoffs. I mean, this year because Herbert is having a down year for touchdowns. Yeah, uh, Lawrence is actually ahead of him. Herbert's QB nine. Oh yeah, yep. Lawrence is QB eight. But yeah, the last two years Herbert was QB two, and then his rookie year he was QB nine, but he only but he missed two games, so he was like QB five in points per game. So mm. right around that range, I think that's a good comp for him. Lawrence has emerged. Yeah, love to have yeah, we got, we got, there's one we got right. Yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts, 30.38 points to uh, QB2 on this list. Um, he, the MVP he, of the league? He should, uh, he, yeah, Mahomes is pretty good. Mahomes had three interceptions this week. Ooh, maybe yeah, Jalen Hurts is now ascending. Right. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, so last couple weeks, it's been Josh Allen and Mahomes is QB1. Hurts is now the QB1. He took it back. Okay, there you go, Jalen Hurts. We'll see what the happens in the last five weeks here. See if he can take over that spot. Um, cut, like, fully take over that spot. Um, he was QB2. Russell Wilson emerging from the dead corpse of the graveyard. 26 points, throwing some touchdowns. I mean, all it takes is a little whack to the head. No, yes, that all happened before then, but uh, he looks he looked all right in this game. Maybe the maybe the Denver Broncos unlocked a little bit of something in this football game, um, and that would be beneficial for all those jury duty owners in the playoffs. Um, Jared Goff, twenty six points. Here's the news on Jared Goff. Uh, what was the news? Franchise quarterback. Oh yeah, I did. I did. I did. I mean, if the Lions make the playoffs this year. It would make sense, but now okay, I don't so think he's a say, bad quarterback. I'll say that much. I've I've been I've been of the mind since he was traded from the Rams. Everyone said he sucked, and I was like, Jared Goff's not a bad quarterback. He's just he's mid. He's top fifteen. Like he's he's not great. He had two. I mean, his last two years with the Rams were pretty mid. Yeah. So but. like he's just a mid quarterback, which is good enough to win football games in the NFL. So. Uh, with Jared, I think what the I think what the Lions should do from a football like hierarchy football perspective, they should draft a quarterback this year. Well, so I was gonna say, if if they think Jared Goff's the guy, and like let's say they view it as you, and they're like Jared Goff is solid, he can win his games and everything. But let's say you get the second overall pick, the Rams are the second worst team, which doesn't look like it's gonna happen anymore. But let's just theoretically say it does. CJ Stroud, would you he, still would you still draft like Stroud or Young there at two? If you have the I opportunity might. to, I might and let him sit until Goff vomits. Because it's not like you're trading up to get him. So like, let's say 
Goff, you draft the guy, and then Goff wins MVP and like just starts dominating or is doing what he's doing, and even more so. Mm-hmm. You can always trade Young from like first round picks. Well, or you can right. use the two first. I really together. do. I think that like I mean they don't. It's an interesting spot. It's an interesting spot. I I, I would think that they would probably go offensive line or defense because they desperately need defense over there. Um, so if they really do believe Goff is their guy for the next couple of years, which I think he can be, um, but to just say you're investing in, what is he? Tw- is he, He's late 20s, early 30s, right? 28. So you could go another five to seven years with Jared Goff if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean, he's in his prime, so it's not like it's... So, yeah, I mean, all the power to him. I just, I don't know how, like, a GM, if I was a GM of the Detroit Lions looking at Jared Goff, like, he's like Kirk Cousins light. And, yeah, like, CJ Shroud or Bryce Young are elite. Even Will Levis are elite. Are like, they can, they could be elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Whereas I don't. Well, that's don't the know thing. Like, if you if the Vikings had the opportunity to draft Bryce Young, I think they would. Yeah, they you know would, what I mean. Would be smart to do it too. Um, but anyway, moving on. Speaking of speaking of Kirk Cousins, twenty five points for Kirk Cousins in a terrible game for Minnesota, losing to the Detroit Lions. Um, Patrick Mahomes had twenty two. Uh, Geno Smith st- continues to be between QB. <laughs> He's QB six on the year. Wild, wild. He keeps getting the same numbers. So, hey, all the power to him. Brock Purdy. <clears throat> I was kind of about to rage on Twitter about people telling you to start Brock Purdy this week, but um, it worked. And he has an easy fantasy playoff schedule. So that might be a guy we got to chat about um, on the waiver show. But uh, Josh Allen had 20. Justin Herbert had 19. Daniel Jones with 19. We told you to sit him this week. We apologize. Um, Ryan Tannehill had 18. Joe Burrow was 17. Watson, fantasy wise, good. Real life wise, looks like the biggest waste of 250 million dollars I've ever seen. In my <laughs> yeah, life. I will say he looked better. I think this week than he did last week. Yeah, he had he a real. His interception was bad though. Yeah, he won't. Did he you won't, see his interception? Uh, yes, I did. He will not be. I don't think he's going to be good until next year. Next year, yeah. Um, some guys that busted out a quarterback, Tom Brady with 12 points. We started him in a league. I had him ranked at like QB 15. So I guess that wasn't too far. I had him ranked QB 21 and I, and I was like, I don't want to start him, but I, I mean, was kind of like, I guess we were both right in some way, yeah. <laughs> same vicinity. Um, Mike white, big waste of time. Um, Derek Carr with four points on Thursday night. That was a killer for, I think, a lot of people because that matchup um, did not seem too difficult for Derek Carr. This is why I don't like playing quarterbacks or skill players on Thursday night. It's just so advantageous for a team to upset yeah, another team. It's just... It's a very like weird game. So disappointing matchup for Derek Carr, especially for me. That is probably the reason why I don't have a buy right now because of that friggin' idiot. Um, I, I literally was a bust. I'm like, I need to hold on to him because I feel like he has a good playoff schedule. And I like in case Ju- Justin Fields is just he runs all over the place, but he's like one sideways hit away from tearing his ACL at this point. So I, like, I think you're okay with I'm dropping like, Carr if I you just, had to. I just like you. I'm nervous. Because then, because if it, it feels if that like, if that does happen, you can. I don't think anyone's gonna pick up Carr, or you. There's other guys like I think I dropped Rogers. He has a good playoff schedule, even though he's mid. But um, so yeah. Any other quarterbacks you want to hit on? I was gonna. I asked about uh, Tua. 
Well, you know what? You start getting film on a football team, and what happens? Yeah, that's true. And Tua, I would, I, I said this. this I said this. I said this every game. I actually think the Dolphins might win that. Um, I don't want them to, but (laughs) I think they might win that football game just because they've lost a couple in a row here. But, um. I've been saying every week I watch Tua, he makes some throws, man, that are just like, what the hell are you doing? And it's not just one throw a game or a couple throws a game where it's bad. It's like there's at least three interceptable, four interceptable throws a game that he throws, and it just bounces off the hands. And I'm like, this guy should have at least a pick a game based on the way I watch him play. Like... And it just and so I think it's like he didn't have a pick in this last game, but I think his throws are starting to catch up to him a little bit. Um, yeah, and I that, think this. Go ahead. To be fair to it for this week, um, I think the Chargers had really good coverage, which was surprising. Yeah, considering they're playing against Hill and Waddle, but there was really good coverage, and they got pressure. Uh, Tua didn't have a lot of time. Yeah, that's can't. the thing. That's that's kind of one of the problems with Tua is like you, you need it to be perfect. You need to have a good offensive line. You need, um, he needs to have time back there. He's back Based there. on the last game where, uh, last Thursday night football game, not the last one, but the one before that with the Patriots, uh, mm-hmm. Mac Jones even showing a little bit of like running around in circles. Yeah. Those defensive <laughs> yeah. tackles couldn't catch him. I wouldn't be necessarily bragging about that one, but, no, but no, it, no. it showed the difference with yeah, the yeah. people who have been saying two is the better quarterback the last couple weeks. And that two is better than Herbert. I just I was so like happy last night because it just showed how much better Herbert, Herbert is than Tua, and it yeah. wasn't close. And it, they had similar. And I wouldn't situations. even say that Herbert all had that all great of a game either. Well, like, that's I wouldn't agree. Chris Collinsworth in the broadcast said it was the best quarterback performance he's seen in years. Okay, that's. I mean, like, I don't know if you watched it, but he was getting pressured, like, the entire game and was, like, making guys miss and throwing, like, sidearm 15 yards down the field perfectly in stride. Like, he was... Yeah, I've seen better games had He only had one touchdown. So that's why, like, the stats are going to look bad. But they had a goal line. They were on the goal line, like, multiple Mm -hmm. times. They ran it in, and then they kicked three field goals. So... Right. But you could have I, easily I do, had like a four touchdown. I do game. think I do think this not yards. this nonsense about because I wanted the Dolphins to win. Uh, the Chargers really need to lose football games. Patriots to be in the playoffs. But anyway, um, but no, I, I think it was vindicated of the like the Tua conversation where it's like he's good. He's a good quarterback. Good NFL quarterback. Yeah, like top fifteen definitely. He's, but he's not a generational talent. He's not a generational talent, and he's not a player that if you like, let's say next season, God forbid, Tyreek Hill like something happens and he, uh, you know, is out for the season, right? Like, they go back to what they looked like, maybe slightly better version in twenty twenty one. You know what I mean? Like, I just, yeah. I think you lose that elite player. The defense is focused on on J, on Jalen Waddle, and then all of a sudden, it's just it's done. It's over for for the Miami Dolphins offensively. Like then you know you're going to be able to stop the run. You're going to be able to stop Jalen Waddle, and then you're going to force Tua to have to make plays, which he can't do. And you've seen that the last two weeks, um, when things aren't like he's done a couple of really good things this year. But when things aren't scripted the way he wants them to, and he has to try to make something happen, he can't. You know what I mean? It's just right. like 
he's worse. I, I hate to say this, but he's worse than Mac Jones when it comes to like when he gets pressure applied to him, he just collapses like his brain falls apart. And it's like, I just, I don't get it for Tua. I lo- I, I don't mind the quarterback and I think he's been great this year, but I, people need to pump the brakes on what they're seeing because yeah. I, this season is exactly what Jimmy Garoppolo looks like when the West Coast, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan zone scheme like works. That's what it looks like. Brock Purdy is good with the 49ers because of this. Like, it's not Tua, it's the scheme. Right. And I, I, and those I teams have a ridiculous talent too. Like the 49ers yes, right. have ridiculous well, offensive so talent. So do the Dolphins. McCaffrey, Kittle. Right. <laughs> and so do the Dolphins. But I, I think Tua, like, I don't want to dump on him too much because I do think he, he's, he's a, when, when things are going well yeah. and he has time in the pocket, like, I think he's more accurate than Jimmy. And I think I do too. I think he's. I think he's. I think he has a higher ceiling than Jimmy Garoppolo does. I'll yeah, say. yeah, yeah. And I think he's more of an f- efficient player. But it's just like people who are saying like MVP and like he's a top five yeah, yeah, quarterback. And especially like, when you when you see what Jalen Hurts has been doing this year on a football team that is twelve and one right now. When you see what Mahomes is doing this year with, I would say some people with would his disagree. best player now on Miami, <laughs> right? With his best player in Miami and zero wide receiver weapons. You know what I mean? Like, hey, don't hate on Juju too much, bro. I don't. I don't hate on Juju, but Juju's not. Juju's not breaking the bank athletically. So, no. like, <laughs> um, like Patrick Mahomes just lighting it up this year. You know what I mean? And then, right. like, like even Josh Allen, despite his inefficiencies the last four or five weeks, like he started off the season really good, and he's still, you know, number two for me in the NFL at quarterback. So, it's just. There's so many other guys that are having success that Tua, Tua should be on the list, but I, I just don't think he should be that high. So anyway, um, let's move to the running back position quickly because we wasted, uh, I think, 20 minutes already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we can speed one of the rest. All right, in PPR leagues for the running back position, uh, Jarek McKinnon with 32, what the? bunch of catches, bunch of opportunities. That won't continue to happen. Kind of frustrating. I'd like to see Pacheco get some of that work because if he did – uh, he looks more like Kareem Hunt than anybody they've brought in <laughs> since then. More so than Clyde. Would you more say Pacheco's so better than Clyde? Uh, Clyde has been really. Uh, what'd you say? Well, when, when both guys are healthy, would you oh, say Pacheco? Is? I would say Pacheco is probably better than Clyde. Uh, there are some runs. So you've changed your opinion. I changed my. I remember opinion. in the, in the uh, well, pre-season. no, I there was a bad draft selection. I'm still standing by that. Like I was like a, it's a good like when he was in the fourteenth, fifteenth round, or twelfth to thirteenth, or even like the ninth, seven, uh, eight, ninth or tenth. Oh, round, I was like, oh, Pacheco, great pick. And then when he turned into like a sixth round pick, I was like, what are we doing? Like what? What are you people doing? Yeah, no, I agree with that. But I mean, I remember in the preseason, you had watched one of their games and you said you, he didn't really impress you. He didn't impress me at all. But there's times now where he's run like. At the end of that, did you watch the end of that game against Denver? I, I didn't watch the Chiefs Broncos game though. Uh, at the end of the game, uh, they needed a like a Denver had come back, right? Uh-huh. And uh, the Chiefs they were stopping the Chiefs, and the Chiefs just needed the first down. It was like third and seven, and the Chiefs was like, "Frick it, we're just gonna run it." And so they run it up the middle, and Pacheco like carries three guys for a first down. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like, who is this guy? So he's very he's a gritty runner, but I don't think he has like. I don't think he can do anything else well. But anyway, Jarek McKinnon, 32 points. That won't happen again. Um, 
Christian McCaffrey been really good the last couple of weeks. If he keeps on this pace, he could win leagues for people. I mean, you want him, you know, draft him first overall. You should see this kind of production, but 29 points, really good. I don't want to jinx it, but other than one game this year, he's played in every game fully healthy. Fantastic. Good news. Um, Miles yeah. Sanders, 28.5. So Miles Sanders is here. He's ready. He's, he's, you know, love you, Miles Sanders. I, I love seeing it. Miles Sanders, RB9 on the year, so he's finally here. <laughs> I've been said three straight really good weeks. Yeah. Austin Eckler with 24, Tony Pollard with 22, so Pollard continues to produce. Um, Derrick Henry had 20, Josh Jacobs with 19, Chuba Hubbard with 18. Um, Chuba, man, I picked him up in a league by accident. <laughs> How do you do that by accident? <laughs> I picked him up as like a, oh, I don't have anybody else to start. Uh, and then gets can I gloat about Foreman getting eight points, or is that still good enough week? Um, yeah, you can gloat in a minute about that. Okay, cool. Uh, J.K. Dobbins with 18. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott had 17. Uh, Zonovan Knight. I, what are the That's Jets going to do? Three straight weeks. When Brees gets back. Uh. I don't know. So, like, I thought this week, because Michael Carter was injured, right? But this week he came back. So I was like, okay, so Knight's not going to be as big of a factor because Michael Carter's back and he's the starting right. But no, Michael Carter only had five carries for five yards. So disgusting. Zonovan Knight was the guy. He had 17 carries. So he seems to be the guy. Um, I don't know what they're going to do next. I mean, I don't see them going into the year with all three of these guys yeah james robinson's out of the equation they're gonna release him he's cut yeah it was a waste of a trade but uh i don't know man i mean Brees hall is obviously gonna be the guy but i think it'll be hall and maybe knight and then who knows what's up with michael carter yeah this guy came out of nowhere uh marlon mack with 15 he what also the... came out of nowhere yeah this is this marlon the... mack and <laughs> mckinnon i, I saw that name and i didn't even question it because i went i just went into time machine 2019 mode so right uh, if not... you look at his numbers he hasn't had more than one fantasy point all year and then this is what he gets yeah 16 uh naji had 13 good game back joe mixon played he had 12 um some some good performances there yeah donta foreman did bust i would say dalvin cook also busted um, yep. on the week so swift yeah swift was six points barkley had six points R- really bad week in fantasy for some of these running backs that you know you needed a win against uh some of these teams etn with 3.2 um raheem mostert if- i tried to warn y'all about Devin singletary yeah five points for him so i just one of those weeks and it happens yep. to be like I haven't seen a week this bad for the running back position all season. Um, did you say ETN too? Yeah, yeah, I did say ETN. Okay. Um, so, which I would say quickly on ETN, kind of, kind of nervous, kind, kind of concerned. Don't know what to do with that. Schedule has gotten harder since the bye week, and um, so tough. His schedule's gotten harder. He hasn't produced as well. And they're not using him in the pass game. It's like three things at once. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. This feel this, this is Doug Peterson. Did he know how to use Miles Sanders? No. So oh, dude, don't I... t- don't tell me Etienne's going to be the new Miles Sanders. It's going to take it's going to take Doug good. Peterson being fired for another coach for him to feel like. I I just don't know if he knows how to use running backs. I think that's a like it's not like he doesn't like to use workhorses because he's shown it. 
Mm-hmm. It's I just don't think he knows how to use the running back position. And like at the guess, end of, at the end of the game, right? The Jaguars, they won, but they were going for two because they were up I think it was 26-14 and they were going for two to make it 28-14 uh against Tennessee. And ETN was in for all of the red zone package. And then they go to run for two, right? They go for two. And yep. they put the backup running back in. Like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like your best player is on the bench. Like, what are you doing? I just don't get it. Like, if you really just, think that's a big play in the game where you have to go for two, like, why are you putting your backup running back on the field in that moment? It just makes no sense to me. He's had some fumbles. I think they're kind of nervous about that. Which they... But... Yeah. Either I way. don't know. I, I'm i just surprised that he only has 25 catches this year. I thought he would be in, like, that 50-plus range for receptions. But yeah. Disappointing. Um, yeah. He might. He's going to be one of those guys that was like worth the draft selection, uh, but, but was like, he really? Was yeah. Like at the end, when you remember him, are you going to be like, yeah, ETN? Like I, I also think like this is his year back from his injury too. And yeah, next year will be the year I think he. And there was like a lot of like muddied stuff in terms of like James Robinson starting the year and then him having yeah, to take the first role. four or so, five yeah. weeks of the season. He was. Right. Not doing anything. So either way, let's quickly go over wide receivers. Um, Justin Jefferson had 33. So uh, dude, he did that without he's, a touchdown. He's the wide, yeah. What the hell, dude? He's wide receiver one. Two, um, he had 223 receiving yards. Wild. <laughs> um, that's crazy. I can't. I can't even with Justin Jefferson, man. I. I. So you know what the problem is? I'm late. And I might have to yeah. play him next week. So frick me. Um, oh, he's a wide receiver one like, now. This is one of those. This is one of those situations where. Well, I, I don't mean like late, as in like I would have drafted him if I had him. But now it's like it's one of those things where it's like I didn't have him in any leagues this year, and if I draft him next year, he's gonna have like a bad season on me. Right. Just because it's me. Uh, Jerry Judy with thirty three. This proves to me, okay, that when Denver figures it out offensively, I think Jerry Judy can be an absolutely freak, an absolute freak in fantasy football. I just don't know well, if they're going to figure it out. I was going to ask, like, does this justify our off-season takes? I don't well, think like, one game can justify our off-season takes, but it feels good. Like, it, he's clear, like, when when Sutton played without Judy, yeah. he gets 11 fantasy points, and he gets the targets, he gets catches, but he doesn't do anything, right? When Judy plays without Sutton, he's freaking Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Jamar Chase. Like, he's in that category of guys. Tyreek Hill. He, and he goes off, and he gets 33 fantasy points. He has the actual talent. He was the better receiver. He is the better receiver. And when he's actually played this year and not gotten injured mid-game, overall he's been very good in a bad offense. Yeah. Jerry Judy. Love Jerry Judy. Jamar Chase, 28 points. Mike Williams, 26 points. Back and better than ever. Chris Moore for Houston. They had to throw the ball to somebody. Um playing spoiler over there in Houston, still lose the game. Uh, Oh, yeah, for Chris Moore. Juju, we also told you to bench him. He had 22. I apologize. Um, Zay Jones with 21.7. I traded him, and he's had two weeks with 20 points. This is every time I trade anybody. Um, DJ Chark with 21. I actually think getting Jameson, who I did want to mention on the show because he did catch a touchdown, wide butt open, like, I cannot wait for a full season with Jamison Williams. I I, oh, yeah. oof, I've, I already got a list of breakouts for a wide receiver next year. 
like ready to go. It's on top of the list. When's 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 August? When's September next year? Uh, anyway, DJ Chark. I think this opens things up for him a little bit for Jamison Williams. I don't think he's going to be a twenty-one point a game wide receiver rest of the season, but I, no. I do think that there might be. You know, you might have to. The problem is it's so late in the season, so like you can't just roll DJ Chark out and hope. You know, so I would I would take one more week if you can, um, in the first round of the playoffs and just see what he does before you even consider like really throwing him in your lineup unless he's going up against an easy matchup, which I don't know. Um, Keenan Allen right. had twenty-one. Uh, Marquise Godwin for Seattle. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Adam Thielen had 19, so that was a good start for Rick, popping that one in there at the last second. And then uh, Peoples-Jones, your guy, 19 points. And then a lot of guys scoring the same point. Uh, Reek Hill had 18. Metcalf had 18. Smith had 17. A.G. Brown had 17. Hold on, hold on. What did it say it gave you for Tyreek Hill? 18. And that was a wild game for so, for Tyree Kill. He recovered a fumble and ran it back. So on sleeper, that, they, they gave it a touchdown. Uh-huh. Um, which I don't know if that's right or wrong. I feel like that should be a touchdown for Hill, right? But it does not count as a fantasy touchdown on most platforms because it was a fumble recovery for a touchdown, which is technically dangerous. interesting. So um, but yeah, sleeper gave him 20 uh 24 fantasy points. Yeah, so he gets 18 here. I, I I faced him and he had twenty three against me, but uh, yeah, the, the, most platforms don't count that because it was not a receiving or a rushing touchdown. <laughs> um, all right, the other guy I wanted to mention, Jameson Williams. Where did you go, buddy? Where are you? He did catch a touchdown in this game. It's just, well, I guess it's way down on Jameson Williams. Eleven point one points, got a touchdown, first of his career. He so the man, the Lions are so cautious with injuries. Like you look at mm-hmm. Swift. Jamison Williams finally comes back, right? Yeah. He has 10% snap percentage, one target, no catches. Wow. His second week back from injury, they're like, okay. So they eased him back in. They're actually going to use him this week. 19% snap percentage, two targets, one catch. Now, that one catch was a touchdown. Yeah. So it was nice. But they're still not like, he's not getting utilized at all. They might not utilize him all year, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. They I... might go from like 11 to 19. If to they 20, make the playoffs, 30. I could see them throwing Williamson uh Williamson uh Jameson Williams in there as like uh you know like a player that everyone doesn't really anticipate to you know for them to use at a high level in the postseason and then he like pops right. off in the postseason and they start throwing him the ball more and playing him like 75 80% of the snaps but I I don't know yeah, I could see. I that, agree but... with you. I I don't think they're making the playoffs. So there's that. Oh no. Um, but anyway, um, so as far as some boss, I'm gonna go under eight points. Um, Mike Evans had eight point four. C.D. Lamb had eight point three. So like not horrible. Mike Evans. Been... Look at his last five weeks. Horrible. Dude. He's been bad. And you know what's funny? I I kind of like as a Chris Godwin owner, this makes me angry, but. Like, I don't know why Tom Brady and the Bucks aren't sitting down and realizing. Like, I've noticed that they're the most efficient when they're throwing it to Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, and their tight end. Like, that's when they have the most efficiency. And it seems like Brady likes to try to force it to, to Mike Evans. And he likes to throw it over in his direction a lot. I mean, and you would want to because Mike Evans is really good. But it's just making their offense really inefficient. And it's like, you, you just... 
draw stuff up for Mike Evans to get open and get the ball to Chris Godwin and the other players because he's Chris Godwin, Mike Evans is doing his job opening up the rest of the field. Drives me crazy as a Chris Godwin owner because I want Chris Godwin to get more targets, even though he gets like 10 a game. That's fair, dude. Anyway, Mike fair. Evans, eight. CeeDee Lamb, eight. Uh, I'm like studs I, here, dude. Like, like I said, the uh, you know, eight points is not like a – it's a bad performance, but it didn't – freaking absolutely destroy you i want to say too uh for a second gabe davis is a complete waste of space oh my god i tried to tell y'all you people are dumb like in the fantasy community i hate to say this like i support i support all you i know how hard it is to create fantasy football content all year and do this stuff but some people man they just hype up the wrong guy sometimes there's a player like josh allen and maybe he doesn't like to throw it to a second guy how how long did we do this with Kansas City where Sammy Watkins got healthy and they were like, oh, well, Sammy Watkins, second wide receiver. No, it doesn't work. You throw all your targets to one receiver. That one receiver is really good in fantasy. Generally speaking, it is hard to carry two wide receiver ones. To be fair to Gabe Davis, there he is, is better than Sammy Watkins. He is better than Sammy Watkins. That is fair. Uh, but he really but is yeah. just a – he's a glorified touchdown. Like, right. He's a, he's a player that everyone talks about and gets excited about, and the only time he provides great fantasy performances for you is when he catches a touchdown. I don't think I've ever seen him not catch a touchdown and have a good fantasy week. <laughs> like, it's never happened. Yeah. No, it doesn't. So, and people will get in the comments and be like, what are you talking about? Um, but anyway. He was uh, going in, like, the third round in, or third or fourth round in um, some best ball drafts in the offseason. It crazy. was just, it was insane, yeah. But Stefan Diggs didn't have a good week this week either. This was his worst week of the season. How many points? 6.7. Wow, that's bad. I didn't the Jets didn't, that. that game was a, was like, the, it was a snowy game in Buffalo and each team had like 100, or it had like 200 passing yards. You know so I've it wasn't noticed, really. You know what I've noticed about Buffalo? I've but, always said this. I, I think they play down to bad opponents, which is bad. But I've noticed that they've started to, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, but they've started to just, they know what they need to do to win a football game. And so they just try to do the bare minimum. Like they're not trying to destroy a football team. Like they're a football team. Is that, that kind of... If you have to win it, that they'll just flick it on and score every time on you. But when they don't have to do that and they don't need to expend the energy because they know they're going to win, they just... They just play halfway. They go, all right, we'll it, just show up. We'll, isn't that we'll make kind of a good thing? Week. I, it could be a good thing, but I just, like, it puts you in situations where some of these teams, like, they may they true. miss one it, more possession true. and the Jets win that football game. Yeah. like it's just, I mean, that game was, it was 20 to 12, but the Bills kind of dominated. Oh, yeah, you could tell. But it's just like they did that against the Patriots last week where the Patriots yeah, were true, in the that's game. That's true. Patriots that's were in true. the game. But they were just kind of like, All right, they right. were in the game and they weren't in the game. <laughs> we, we were like, we're, we got to do this again. When's when do we get a real opponent? You know what I mean? And then they just play halfway. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, I just remember like the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. They did not play like that. It was just like, uh, and they still don't play like that. Like they treat every team like they're an NFL football team, and they they're like, we need to win this. Right. And that's they just that's true. Their pants off. So I, I just I don't know why the Bills do that. It's it's a bad mentality. That's the thing. It's like. Because then what if you go into the playoffs, right, and you play a football team that's not very good, like the Patriots or the Jets again, 
and they've seen you a third time. Like, I don't think the Patriots would win, but the Jets very well could win a football game against the Bills in the playoffs. If they yeah. if they came out and said, "Ah, oh, well, beat these guys before. This will be real easy." Let's just let's just start getting prepared for Kansas City. Anyway, uh, Jay the Waddle had five point one points this week. Not very good for him uh, either. Um, he's kind of been a roller coaster all season, which makes me angry because how elite would he have been year on a week to week basis if um, they did not get Tyreek Hill? They was literally Tyreek Hill for them was like uh, extra. I know. So I was like, ah, well, we don't need him, but what the frick? I mean, looking back though, it was a good deal, good move. It was a good deal, good move, and they did kind of. They could have used a different wide. Like, it would have been nice to have a wide receiver two to go with Waddle. Yeah, Hill is just like he's the wide receiver one. <laughs> right. But um, if you take Hill off that team, mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of depth at wide receiver. So it would have been nice to get another guy. It was just Tyreek Hill, you know? Right. Um, all right, let's quickly go through the tight ends. We'll get you some some waiver wires and get you out of here. Um, Evan Ingram was a tight end, one with 39 freaking points what this week. What the heck? Dude, he's tight end four on the year now because of that one week. <laughs> he went from like tight end wild. 15 to tight end four in one week. Is he higher than it? Uh, uh, oh, my God. Love you, TJ Hawkinson, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah, that's wild. Isn't it? He stayed healthy, too. Kind of reminds me of um, Hunter Henry last year. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, David Njoku, 18 points. This guy, I, I got to learn how to say your name at this point. You're going to keep being good. Chegozium Akwakwawu. Yeah, watch Tennessee. out. Two straight good weeks. 18 points. Uh, wild. Dal- Dalton Schultz had 14. Dawson Knox had 14. Fryermuth had 12. Austin Hooper had 11. Hawk had 11. Oh, my God, bro. I was so mad. This doesn't really make a difference. But you've ever had a situation in a football game where a team's losing and they throw it at the end of the game and um, for no yards and he just fumbles and you lose a point on already a fantasy ba- a bad fantasy day? Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. I just can't win. I was so mad. I was like, he fumbled. Brandon was like, he told me, he's like, you fumbled. My brother told me he fumbled. I was like. Are you freaking kidding me? The game ended. He was like, "Yeah, it was the last play of the game." I was like, "All right." That is that's that's not gonna lie. Anyway, uh, but I mean, Tra- eleven points isn't bad. For no, eleven points is good. Uh, Travis Kelsey had eleven, and then the rest of them were kind of hot poop. Uh, George Kittle had eight. Um, is Kittle six. dead without Garoppolo? Oh, good question. I think he's a good he's a good player. I just I, there's so much there that I don't know that George Kittle can consistently put up big numbers. I don't think he's like that top five tight end that we all want him to be. Um, yeah, I think too you, much you, you, too much targets you, to go around. You have too many. You have too much stuff going on there. It's yeah, non high passing volume offense. Well, like like it. I think too. It depends on what team they're playing. Like. If they're yep. playing a team that can't cover wide receivers, where do they go? The wide receivers. If they're playing a team that can't stop the run, where do they go? The running back. If they're playing a team that can't stop tight ends, where do they go? To the tight end position. So it's like, it just depends on matchup, I guess. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with Kittle at this point. Mark Andrews had three. Did he get hurt? Or was this just a bad game? <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> oh, I don't boy. think he did. Uh, people really um, Mark Andrews this week. I, th- got pricked. I think uh, Tyler Huntley, the quarterback. Let me just confirm this. But uh, he had 88 par- passing yards in that game. Wow. Against the Steelers. So 
Really gross, dude. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Mark Andrews. I ha- I just traded for him, too. I, tra- I was going all in in the Dynasty League. I just traded him for him, mm-hmm. or traded for him. And now he's worse than Njoku, who was on my bench. And I'm like, okay. Wow. What the heck do I do? Yeah. Do I just hope Lamar comes back and then he gets 20-point weeks again? Or like Lamar what? comes back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This wild. All right. Let's talk about some waiver wire ads. We'll start with the quarterback position, and we're going to give you each give you one guy that you can stream this week comfortably in your fantasy matchups if you continually do that in fantasy football. Um, all the power to you, and good luck. Um, Rick, you got a guy? Oh, man. Um, well, there's actually a couple guys on this list. Um, I Should we, should we talk about the Brockster? Purdy, what are your thoughts on Purdy? I mean, I don't know if he's. I didn't. I didn't watch this game. I didn't. I didn't get to watch any of the four o'clock games. Yep. So I, I just looking at the stats. Looks good. The stats look efficient. Only twenty-one passing attempts though. One hundred eighty-five yards. Nothing explosive, but looks like he just did his job. So in the offense that he's playing in with that much talent. Mm I think it's possible that he could be solid streamable on a week-to-week basis. Who's he playing this week? He's playing Seattle, which is a good matchup. Ooh. But, but it's Thursday Night Football. Dang. So I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it more on the other show. But, um, dude, I don't know. It's so gross. There's a, there's a guy. And okay. we are pre-recording this on Monday, so... Take that with a grain of salt. But there's a guy that I find very interesting for waiver wire pickups this week. Um, and you can Get obviously close. wait till tomorrow to find out what happened on Monday Night Football. But um, Mac Jones has the Raiders. We talked about him against Arizona possibly being a good matchup. Don't know how that game turned out, obviously. But he's at the Raiders next week who suck defensively. Cincinnati's a tough matchup. And then... Uh, Miami in week 17, who is on sleeper, a great, bright, I mean, a, a, a dark green, super dark green matchup for him. So those could be two games where he has success passing the ball and he could be a good streaming option. At this point, everyone on your waiver wire, if you're vomiting in your mouth on Mac Jones, uh, I can, I can, I can sense Rick's disgust with No, 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 it's, uh, I, I don't hate that because of, well, it depends. That's what I'm saying. The like, only thing if he sucks against is... Arizona, don't pick him up. But if he's right. good against Arizona and he puts up really good numbers and has like a 20 plus fantasy point week, then I think he's okay against the Raiders. I think he's okay mean against 20 Miami. Plus. If he gets like 16, 17, maybe not 16, we'll say 17 plus. Like he can do Derek Carr numbers. Right. Which is good. So it's like if that's the case, then I don't think Mac Jones is a bad streaming option off the bench especially when you can pick him up and just hold him rest of season for the Raiders matchup and the Miami Dolphins matchup, especially if you're streaming quarterbacks at this point, there's no more buys. So like you're just, if you chose to stream quarterbacks through the playoffs and that's what you chose. um, I think Mac Jones has a really good playoff schedule for that. Um, Brock Purdy also, like Rick said, is in that conversation. Um, but it, there's not a whole ton of guys that excite me. Um, I do like Ryan Tannehill this week against the Chargers. He had 20 points against Jacksonville last week. Um, offensively, Titans look gross, but uh, they're putting up fantasy points for um, for Ryan Tannehill when there's an easy matchup. So 
Um, Chargers this week, not a bad, and it's a must-win game for for the Tennessee Titans. It's a must-win game against the Chargers. So, um, because they might. I mean, if they lose and Jacksonville wins, holy crap! Dude, Week 18 might be player. super interesting. They play the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Oh my God, dude! I'm rooting for the Jaguars, hot. dude. I don't want the. Wouldn't that be honestly? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Like Jacksonville wins out all the way to Week 18. Uh, Tannehill loses this game against the Chargers, and then, and then they go all the way to Week 18, and Jacksonville wins again, and wins that'd that be division. awesome, that'd dude. I'd love that. Dope. Uh, but Tannehill this week against the Chargers, really big game for them. Um, I think that's a good stream. Question about Russell Wilson. I was gonna bring him up. He got concussed. So I don't know if he's gonna play this week. But yeah. he does play Arizona. Which in theory should be a good matchup. What are you doing? What are you doing with Ross? Are you streaming him if he plays? Well, I have I, to start I, him in I a dynasty league. I wouldn't. <laughs> I have to start him in a dynasty league. Two quarterback league. Oh, so now you got sentiment. So I'm going to ride or die with him anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Um, And it is a good matchup. Would I tell you to start him over probably any of the guys you mentioned? Probably not. Maybe over Mac, depending on what happens. Okay. Because we record the show. But uh, I'm not in love with it, but I would consider it. Mike White in or out? Out. I am out on him too. Um, this week against Buffalo is tough. I think if there's an easy matchup, he could stream as well. I would say he's I about think who the Jets play this Jones week, in terms of streaming. But... I actually think he might have an easy uh he Detroit. Has, he has Buffalo. Oh, they have Detroit this week. Yeah, so that might oh god, why do I keep saying they have Buffalo this last week? I'm stuck in week four. They just played Buffalo. <laughs> um oh my god. I you know what I want to say just as like a football fan, I'm really rooting for the Detroit Lions to win this football game. Please. Please. It's a bad matchup for the, the Lions, though. It is. If the Jets win this game too, they're I don't know. They're in control. Well, no, because the Patriots are in control if they win against the Cardinals and the the Patriots are in control oh, until right. they secede. That is right. They secede the uh, that situation. But anyway, all right. Those are quarterbacks. Any any other guys you want to mention? Um, no, I think that's that's probably it. Okay. Um, running back positions. Um, I'll start with a guy. Uh, a couple of different options that you could go with uh, this week. Chuba Hubbard um, had 18 points, just as we just talked about. Uh, I don't know if that's going to lead to a switch in Carolina's backfield. I just really don't know what Carolina is doing, period. So that concerns me. But if you do need a flex plug and play, I don't think Hubbard's bad this week. Um, you also have other options. Uh, Gus Edwards played this week. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is also back, so I just don't like that. Really, there's no one else at the running back position. Do you see I mean, we're else? in the playoffs. <laughs> What'd you say? Like, we're in the playoffs. You're not really picking anyone up. At the running back position anymore. Yeah. At this point I mean, I've been in worse. I've been in pretty bad situations with running backs. That's true. So I'll give you one then. Okay. If he's available in your league, Damien Harris. He's not playing this week. Okay. He's been battling injuries. Okay. But in the beginning of the season and what he did last year, mm-hmm. he's the goal line back. So he really needed a running back. In theory, he should be back next week against Vegas. Interesting. You could plug and play him and then just hope for a touchdown. And I think your odds of that are higher than getting some 
random scrub on the waiver wire and then just hoping he has a good week. Okay. Not a bad one. Um, all right, let's move to the wide receiver position. Got, got a lot of interesting guys out there. Um, who are you putting your eyes on in particular this week for the wide, wide receiver position? Um, you know, I've been saying it. been saying it for weeks. I've been saying this since like week five. So if he was available, he'd already be on my team in most redraft leagues. Yeah. Uh, but that's Jameson Williams. I know we said earlier that, you know, he might not get the opportunity to play a ton this year. Yeah. But the upside is there. And we saw it this week. He had one catch, but that one catch was a 40-yard touchdown. And I think if they just give him more snap percentages, like this week, he's going to get more than 19. So if you want to take that risk, plug him in. He has, out of every guy on this list, has the highest ceiling. Mm -hmm. I think by far for rest of the season. Oh yeah. It's just a matter of if they play him. So, you know, it's one of those things too with Jameson where it's like he had 11 last week, 19 this week. So I think there's going to be a slow incline of, you know, progressive in a progressive increase in snap percentage or a slow incline of snap percentage as -hmm. the weeks go along. So you could see it like uh, increase to like 30 to 40% next week. And then from that to like 60 to 70 by the time you hit week 16. So if that does happen, I mean, this is the thing that scares me is that against Chicago and Carolina, I don't think it's like a bad play if you need a flex play. Um, but I, I, I definitely wouldn't play him this week against the Jets. I just want to see if, if his snap percentage does increase to like around 40 to 50% next week against New York Jets, then I think I would be more comfortable saying, all right, run him, run him against Carolina, run him against Chicago, and maybe you'll get like a surprise big game. Uh, right. I mean, those matchups are juicy too. I know. It's so uh, like, I agree with you. You could play it safe and just go DJ Chark, but especially like if you're in a keeper league too, like pick up Jamison oh, now and then keep gosh. Him. Yeah. Like it's, it's easy money. Um, especially for next year. So if he's out there on your waiver wire, go get him. Um, I don't mind DJ Chark as a plug and play. Um, Paris Campbell should be rostered. Um, you know, even though Indy is not good. Uh, and then I, I don't like Chris Moore is a guy that people are going to get all excited about and hot and bothered no. about. I don't no. want anything to do with him. He um, no Brandon cooks or Nico Collins this week. Yeah. It was um, literally him and Amari Rogers. That was the receiving group. I do want to mention um, one guy that has been really interesting that has been evolving as a player over the last couple weeks. Um, and his name is Tutu Atwell. Uh, okay. I had, I had him Former in, Dynasty yeah, stash. I had. I still have him. I have him in a – what the hell is it called? Taxi squad spot. <laughs> Just left him there. Oh, really? Left him there to rot. <laughs> Um, Wasn't he drafted like two years ago? <laughs> yeah, something like still that. Still in the taxi squad. Uh, so the last two weeks, he's had nine, nine each, so not great. But he had five targets, two catches the week before, forty-eight yards. This past week, he had nine targets, five catches mm. uh, on sixty-one percent of the snaps. Uh, his schedule is not good down the stretch of the season, but uh, it it seemed like he was a guy that Baker was throwing to a lot in the game, um, and. You know, when you're walking into a team in a situation where um, you don't really know anyone, you know, for the most part, and you don't really have a connection with any of the receivers yet, 
to walk into a situation and just throw nine passes to Tutu Atwell, I would think that as the, he gets more comfortable that this guy will continue to get the ball in some way. Um, there's also no one else there to catch the ball. Cooper Cup's hurt oh, probably the rest of the year. Um, Allen Robinson's gone for the rest of the year. So it just leaves Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell, and I think Atwell could be a really, really good stash if he starts putting things together down the stretch. So deeper, deeper ad, but I like that one too. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Anyone else? No, I think that's that's probably it. All right, give me give me a tight end. Oh my gosh, can we? Get, I don't know how to say his name, so you're gonna have to help me. I'm gonna say it's Okonkwu. 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 Oh, for the last name, I think that's right. How do you say his first name? I don't know. Chigozim. 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 Can he be the new, uh, instead of Alberto, we'll call him CO? Love it. Big CO. Or we could just, in, or we could uh, just call him Okonk. Okonk, yeah. <laughs> I love O-conk. it. Oh, dude! I got it! I got it. every time he scores a touchdown, conk conk. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, conk. Yeah. His I nickname is now conk. He uh, last uh, three weeks, I think he's gotten what five targets every game. Um, yeah, I like it. Had a uh, had a touchdown this week, and then last week had ten fantasy points without getting a touchdown, which for a tight end is mm-hmm. a usually a good sign. Um, and then eighteen points this week, monster week. Feels like he's a emerging in that offense as a pass catching tight end maybe the next Johnu Smith for the Titans offense yeah. so uh yeah i i think he's solid and uh of all the tight ends out there they might as well take a shot with the rookie yeah i agree i like conk um the other conk out here spelled with a c tyler conklin not a bad ad but i don't like him against buffalo this week um a guy i don't mind is is austin hooper I keep I keep thinking okay. the Jets are two playing Buffalo. The, same I, team? I, the Jets are not playing Buffalo, Morgan. Yeah, that's not. They're they're playing they're playing Detroit. So Conklin right. is a good play this week. Forgive me. Okay, there we go. Um, so I wouldn't mind him, but if Evan Ingram, oh, if he's available anywhere, hey, you've been telling people be to pick him up for like what the whole weeks, season? Weeks, yeah. I would say pick him up now. Um, but yeah, there are your tight ends. Anyone else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think that's it. I would say don't pick up Taysom Hill and start him. I'm done with that. Yeah, I'm good on that. I'm good on that. Um, there you go. We got Thursday night preview. We're going to talk about the Thursday night game, get you ready for that, and then starts and sits and ha- send you on your merry way for the postseason. Be sure to check those episodes out. We'll see you later, guys. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.